are listening to Daily Insights on the 3ABN radio network. And here is your host, Casey Butler. Hello and welcome. Glad you could join me today. Have you ever experienced God's providence in your life? I certainly have. In fact, I experienced it this morning and I'm going to share it with you fresh off the press. I've been recording a number of Daily Insights programs over the past few days. And a few days ago, I started a program, but then stopped it and went on to other programs because I couldn't find a CD that we had, and it had some good songs on there that I really wanted for that topic. So I decided to wait and hope that this CD would turn up uh, in a few, few days' time, and then I could do it then. Well, today's my last day to finish this set of Daily Insights programs, and I thought to myself, hmm, that CD hasn't turned up yet. I'm just going to have to adapt and use something else. And that was as far as my thought went. And then a little while later, my mum came to me and said, look, I woke up this morning and was impressed to go look somewhere different for that CD. And da-da, here it is. And there she had it in front of her. Um, The CD, the CD was inside it. I was so impressed and amazed. I thought, wow, that is God's providence. He knew I wanted the songs on that CD And they're very good songs for my topic. And he knew that today was the very day I would need the song if I was ever going to use it. And he got to work prompting my mum to look in another place that was quite out of character of where we'd expect to find it. And there it was. I was just so encouraged at God's care for what I was wanting to achieve and providing what I needed just at the right time. So what does the word providence actually mean? Well, the Oxford Dictionary gives two definitions. The first one is the protective care of God or of nature as a spiritual power. And the second is a timely preparation for future eventualities. The word providence actually comes from a Latin root word that means to foresee and attend to. And it's interesting because when you combine all of those meanings together, It makes such a fitting description of God's providence because intertwined in God's providence is his care, his foresight, and his timely attendance to our needs. And in fact, it is God's foresight that maximizes his care for us since it enables him to prepare for our needs well ahead and then provide for us at just the right moment. Actually, I've been so thrilled at God's care for our needs in recent times that my latest favorite song is on this topic, and it's called My Shepherd Will Supply My Need and is shared with us by Alessandra Soros.
drives all my fears probably recognize that the words of that song very closely echo the words of one of the most loved Bible passages, Psalm 23. Psalm 23 describes many ways that God demonstrates his providential care. A number of years ago, I actually read a book called A Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23 by Philip Keller, and it's one of the best books I've read. If you ever get a chance to read the book, I highly recommend it. He brings out so many deep insights into the meaning of the psalm, which you could only know if you've worked with sheep a lot. And I want to share some of his thoughts through the rest of our time together today. The first verse of Psalm 23 is so succinct, and yet it expresses such sublime contentment. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Commenting on the meaning of this, Philip Keller writes, I am completely satisfied with his management of my life. Why? Because he is the sheepman to whom no trouble is too great as he cares for his sheep. I am so glad that God's providence is so capably great because this enables us to rest fully in his care. Verse 2 of Psalm 23 actually paints a picture of this rest in the words, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Our shepherd commentator on this verse shares the following insights. The strange thing about sheep is that because of their very makeup, it is almost impossible for them to be made to lie down unless four requirements are met. Owing to their timidity, they refuse to lie down unless they are free of all fear. Because of the social behaviour within a flock, sheep will not lie down unless they are free from friction with others of their kind. If tormented by flies or parasites, sheep will not lie down. Only when free of these pests can they relax. And lastly, sheep will not lie down as long as they are in need of finding food. They must be free from hunger. 
It is significant that to be at rest there must be a definite sense of freedom from fear, tension, aggravations and hunger. The unique aspects of the picture is that only the sheepman himself can provide release from these anxieties. It all depends upon the diligence of the owner whether or not his flock is free of disturbing influences. I am sure you see the parallels. It is only Christ who can stay our fears, fill us with love for one another, fight off the enemy and satisfy us with spiritual bread. As we allow Christ to care for us in all these areas, we will be able to experience the rest of soul that he wants to give us. Listen as the next song by the Gentle Waters, sung by the wilds, supports these thoughts.
Psalm 23.3 says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. On this verse, Philip Keller shares another lesson from the life of sheep. Sometimes sheep can have the problem of becoming cast. This means that they end up on their back with their feet in the air. If left like this for too long, they will die unless they're helped up again onto their feet by a faithful shepherd. Keller connects this to the times when we experience being cast down in spirit or discouraged at our failings or dismayed by our circumstances. He writes that he, Christ, has the same identical sensations of anxiety, concern and compassion for cast men and women as I had for cast sheep. This is precisely why he looked on people with such pathos and compassion. It discloses the depth of his understanding of undone people to whom he came eagerly and quickly, ready to help, to save, to restore. Carly Fletcher sings about God's promises to bring restoration from the world with all its pain and troubles. Everywhere around me I see death and tragedy Sin and selfishness abound Terrible things happen to our sisters and brothers Justice seems nowhere to be found But God is much closer than we can imagine And the sin-sick world won't always be this way Starving people live in poverty Even nature cries and groans Natural disasters, thousands die in agony This is not how it was meant to be But God is much nearer than we is coming soon to take the pain away. Lord, I long for your restoration when you make all things new. I can't wait for the day, sweet Jesus, when we will be together. With you in peace, with you in harmony, with you in joy, with you throughout eternity. Lord, I long for your restoration when you make all things new. I can't wait. When you make
The next verse, Psalm 23 verse 4, says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Philip Keller notes that in the Christian life, we often speak of wanting to move on to higher ground with God. As with ordinary sheep management, so with God's people, one only gains higher ground by climbing up through the valleys. Again and again, Philip reflects, I remind myself, oh God, this seems terribly tough, but I know for a fact that in the end it will prove to be the easiest and gentlest way to get me onto higher ground. Listen now as Robbie Falkenberg sings Through. Psalm 23 verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. 
Again, our insightful shepherd sheds some light on this verse. He describes how important it is for a shepherd to go ahead of sheep and prepare their summer grazing pasture by removing poisonous weeds, clearing out the waterholes and distributing salt and mineral licks for the sheep. He also describes how the sheep must be anointed on their noses with a special oil mixture to prevent the sheep becoming infected with nose flies, a highly irritating pest of the sheep. The parallel here is that Christ has already gone before us into every situation and every extremity that we might encounter. We know he was tempted in all points like we are, and he has made every possible provision for us to cope with the pitfalls of life, Satan, sin, and self. He understands us and has a care and compassion for us beyond our ability to grasp. Listen as the Fountain View Academy sing... God will take care of you. Be not dismayed, whatever betide, God will take care of you.
The last verse of Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. On the subject of a successful Christian walk, Keller considers that it can be summed up in one sentence. Live ever aware of God's presence. Recognize and relish His pursuing goodness and mercy in your life and experience His providential care so that you will simply want to dwell with Him forever. Christian Berdal shares in our final song today that God wants to be your home. That is, you find a home by living in awareness of His presence. And ultimately, God wants to bring you home. That is, bring you home to heaven. Though you are homeless, though you're alone, I will be your Thank you for joining me on Daily Insights. I hope you've enjoyed this time that we've shared together. I'm your host, Casey Butler, and may God's goodness, mercy, and providential care follow you all the days of your life. Bye for now. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.